Hi, I'm Julia, and this is the Bare Bones Podcast. Last time we heard a message from Corey in regards to whether depression and anxiety are the problem, or if it was something else. We learned how to start healing from, from the issue that caused our souls to feel so downcast. So in your sermon, it sounded like you were against using drugs to help with these psychological issues that plague us. Is that true? Wow, I guess we're coming out with the big guns right at the start. (laughs) Uh, I mean, yeah, I'm not the biggest fan, but I would never tell someone on these drugs to quit them cold turkey. And I want to be clear that I'm not saying our medicine can't get to a better place in serving us. I'm fully behind science as I know it works together to serve God. And I'm not one of those people that says, if you just had enough faith, you wouldn't blah, blah, blah. That line of thinking is so destructive. I think faith is an important part of the equation, but it's going to take some serious work to get out of these holes we put ourselves in. And this isn't about a salvation thing. I feel like people try to use that by grace verses to say that Christians should never work hard, and that's simply not the case. With God, he will help you work through this and any other challenges you face. After you've uncovered some of this stuff, what is making us depressed and anxious? What's the next step? Well, after uncovering the things that causes the calamity and fogginess in our souls, you might find that your overall health might get worse at first. It might hurt a lot more to bring this to the surface, but I promise it's so necessary to get these problems fixed. I've heard it said that God can't fix what you won't acknowledge. It's kind of like you can't finish a project that you didn't even know you needed to start. The next step I would tell people is during this time, don't give up. For the righteous falls seven times and rises again. That's what Proverbs 24, 16 says. And no matter how hard, it is worth it for you to live an overall more joyful life where you are not plagued by this fogginess and fear that everything that could go wrong will go wrong. A lot of times the problems we face can be worked through by forgiving someone. That could be a forgiveness towards someone who has hurt you or towards yourself. Now I hear some of you already saying, well, I forgave them or I thought I did, but the pain is still there. I think this is because of one of two things. First, we often give a half-hearted forgiveness. And the second is we, we stop short with only forgiving once. Just like we need to die to ourselves every day, sometimes we need to forgive someone multiple times, even if they never repeated the sin against you again. Did not Jesus address the question of forgiveness in Matthew 18, 22, when he was asked about it? He said, 70 times seven. And the enemy loves to try to get us to forget the goodness of God and remember how others have hurt us. Now, I'm not saying that there's not a place for being shrewd. I mean, sometimes out of wisdom, we need to avoid letting people get close to us anymore or back into our lives completely. But if you don't learn how to reconcile this in your heart, to forgive even if it takes many, many times, you will never know how much evil the seeds of forgiveness will birth inside of you. I actually think this is one of the reasons God forgives us so much, to give us a healthy model. Ephesians 4, 32 says it plainly, be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ, God forgave you. We are called to be holy as our Father is holy, to mimic him. He knows that if we can forgive and love like him, we will be much better off. I know this work will be hard and take time, and I think we are unwilling to put that work in sometimes. 
We can't just take the top of the weeds out though. We have to pull them out from the roots to keep the problem from resurfacing. Do you have any other tools to help? Well, honestly, everyone's situation is different, so it can be hard to give specific examples due to the complexity of our situations. But this is where you need to have discernment and where you can ask some friends and mentors in your life to help you. I'll, however, provide a few examples that I've used in my own life. And you can find these anywhere, but they're a good place to start. Like eating healthier, sleeping better, which may mean sleeping more or less, exercising. If it's if your depression or anxiety is from abuse, get away from the abuser or people who mirror these qualities. Force yourself to be around other people. Maybe take on responsibilities as getting your mind off the problem sometimes is very therapeutic. Or do something new that switches up your routine. And I know a lot of these seem unrelated, but I promise they can greatly improve your ability to tackle the root of your problems. Your body is connected, and where you are unhealthy in one or multiple areas can start to bleed into the other, spreading like a cancer. And this is seen through scripture and science. I think of Ephesians when they're talking about the body of Christ, and it can be adapted to the physical body. From the whole, from whom the whole body, joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped, when each part is working properly, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love which means that when is not working together the opposite occurs death which affects other areas or james 3 6 and the tongue is a fire the very world of iniquity the tongue is set among our members as that which defiles the entire body and sets on fire the course of our life and is set on fire by hell and this is relating to sin but shows further how the whole body is connected and affects other parts and you can see this how it works in science through anatomy and biology where when you get a sore throat, your whole body feels weak. Another thing I would suggest is to challenge the negative thoughts. And I've got this little tool that I picked up from reading Crash the Chatterbox by Stephen Furtick. And it's about leaning into your what ifs. This means to play out the scenario. So it goes like, what if that would and God will? And so what you do is you identify, play it out a little, and then speak how you will get through it or how God will get you through it. So for a little scenario, what if my car breaks down tomorrow? That would really suck and inconvenience my ability to get to places I want to go. God will get me through this situation though he owns the cattle on a thousand hills and can turn all evil for good and he has put in your life family members or friends who have cars and public transportation systems and he will teach you something about himself through this situation if it were to actually happen this idea of playing it out and saying how god can move through it takes away the fear of the unknown and assures you that even if it did happen Jesus can always redeem the situation. In fact, a lot can be fixed in identifying if it's completely irrational or determining if it's even something that you can do anything about. What's different about this is that you not only acknowledge that what you are feeling may feel real and terrible, but after this, you speak life over it. If you just tell yourself positive things, you will have cognitive dissonance because you aren't feeling what you are saying. So it's like you're lying to yourself. So that's what happens when you normally just 
try to tell yourself positive things and you don't try to accept it for what it is. So catch the thought, admit it for what it is, and rebuke it. It's true that you may not feel comfort right away, but in due time, you can see how God changes you. Here's a fun question for you. What's your favorite color? This isn't a fun question. <laughs> I mean, I honestly don't even have one. I mean, it depends on my mood what the co- and what the color is for. Um, I tend to like bright colors, but sometimes I like the classic black or white or earth tones. Man, I don't know. I, I don't like to be limited to one thing generally. Is there anything else you'd like to share before we sign off? Um, I guess what I would probably want to leave everyone with is that you are not alone in what you are struggling with. There are people who care about you, even if you haven't met them yet, even if you haven't truly met him, Jesus that is. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever, whoever, who does that mean? Oh yeah, whoever, like everyone, like anyone, like you, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. Believe in him. This isn't a one-time thing. It's an active process, a daily battle. And in doing so, you will discipline yourself to actively root out negative thoughts and behaviors by letting the Lord reveal them to you and give you the strength to do it. When you do this, you'll find yourself free from anxiety and depression. It may not be easy, but it's a worthwhile endeavor that brings your creator glory. All right, guys, thanks so much for listening. I hope that the rest of your day is fantastic and check in soon to our next podcast.